ladies and gentlemen, Ian Carmel. Give it up for Cody, everybody. What an angel. What a funny man. What a funny man. His parents are here tonight, he told me. His parents are here tonight to see him do stand-up, and he talks about hookers and blow. I like that in a man. I like that honesty. I'd love to see that family at Thanksgiving. Probably, probably hookers. There's probably hookers there, right? You have to imagine Cody's bringing hookers to Thanksgiving. If he's that open, and maybe blow. What could be better after a big Thanksgiving meal than just a couple rails of blow, right? You're falling asleep during that last football game, right? Detroit's playing somebody awful, yeah. Then like a, then a little bit of cocaine. I've never done cocaine. I have no idea. I have no, I'm, ter I'm terrified of cocaine. Look at me. I look like a fatter John Belushi. If I did cocaine, it would be over. It'd be over for your boy. Sue Carmel gave a fuck. Sue. Sue Carmel. There's certain names that are always just mom names, like Sue, Sue and Nancy. Nancy. I have an Aunt Nancy, dude. Yeah, my mom's name is Nancy. Yep. Wait, what's your mom's name? Pam. Pam, Pam is such another, a mom name. Such a mom name. Holy. If you would have been like uh, Ashley. Yeah. No. Katie. Brittany. Brittany. Your mom's name Katie. is Brittany? Brit. Could you imagine having to tell people that your mom's name is Brittany? I is my mother like Tiffany? <laughs> yeah, this is no. Taylor. My mom's Taylor. Yeah. This is my, my mom name. Portia. Portia. Fuck. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm dating a Tiffany now. She's going to have to change it to Karen if we ever Karen, have kids. Karen, <laughs> another mom name. Frick, fuck yeah. yeah. Goddamn Karens. They're everywhere. Kathy. Kathy, Karen. Whew. Hey, welcome uh, welcome to Mom Podcast. Momcast. Momcast. Do you think the, the people who are like 11... 8, 9, 10, 11 right now. When they're our age, are they going to think Ashley is a total mom name? Yes. That's fucked so, up. So That's crazy. I think it's cyclical like that. Yeah. I feel like older names are coming back in vogue. They are. I have four sure. friends who have sons yeah. named Gus. Like, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. there's a lot of Gus's. Kelly. Kelly Jean. That's on, the, wow. that's on the fringe. I don't Kelly's think so. On the fence. That's, like a, that's like a young girl name. I think. We're talking about mom names. Yeah. Sue. Her mom's you know. name is Sharon. Was Sharon. Sharon's mom name. That's and then a good, that's my a good mom name. Great grandmother's Sue. name was Irene Glazer. Pam. Yeah. Nancy. Mom just names. total mom names. 100% mom names. Mm -hmm. Big time mom names. Kelly. I dated a girl named Meredith, who she's like 25 right now, probably. So that's a. I'm dating a girl named Meredith who's yeah. 25. It's yeah. Joke, so that's. That's, that's a timeless a, That's an name. older name that has come back. Yeah. Yeah. And that's fantastic. It's a timeless, beautiful name. Meredith. Mary. I just I love The Office so much that that's all I think. Oh about. yeah yeah yeah. yeah. <laughs> Meredith from The Office. Not a dope Meredith, right? In her own right. In her in her own right. A, she yeah. A sort of dope Meredith. I'm thinking of the right person. You're thinking. <laughs> the right person. Am I? Can you throw those cans on at least to be able to kind of tell yeah. monitor yourself if it's uncomfortable. Fuck Don't yeah, worry about it. Yeah, the cans, man. dude. Jimmy Iovine over here. Yeah yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Actually, a music producer. That's what. Oh, you really have. are. So I've been producing all the albums that have been coming out of here. Oh, that's yeah. dope. Yeah. Fucking DJ Shadow over here. <laughs> DJ, DJ, DJ. DJ Sandstorm. No, that's not how that DJ Shadow song Darude? Wasn't that Sandstorm? Yeah, I love that song. What's up, Felchers? Welcome to the Afterset Podcast. Joe, Droho. I'm the Sandstorm. assistant junior manager. Sean Jordan, Ian Carmel. What up? 
Yo. Dude, that was good right behind it. I love yeah, that. Yeah, right? With really lead-in music. Well, I want to ask you, 9.2 on Pitchfork? Yeah. Why, what does it mean? Pitch... Is Pitchfork okay, a social platform? Pitchfork is a uh, is a website that reviews musical albums. They're like a very hipstery type website, and uh, it's hard to get a good score on there. So I just named the album Nine Point Two on Pitchfork. It's like the most pretentious place. If it's you want, so like my sister got you. Hard to get even your music reviewed on Pitchfork. Mm -hmm. Is Pitchfork does Pitchfork review comedy? They've like reviewed one Patton Oswalt album okay. and like a David Cross album, okay, and that's he's it. So indie, I get it. I, get I it. thought I was gonna bait him into reviewing mine and giving it like a zero, but yeah. it didn't happen. It's it hard to even get reviewed, and if you it get is. like a three, it's like. But my sister actually got. She has like a very gothy, something that would be hard for us to listen to and like jam out to. It's very niche. Yeah. But uh, she got like an eight or something, which is really hard. Whoa. To yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Damn. Famous. Yeah. Yep, she got a record deal and all that fun stuff. So where did where did you record your album? Uh, in in Portland, Mississippi Studios in Portland, Oregon. Yeah, in Mississippi Studios. Mississippi Studio. It's a big. It's a. It's. I don't know why they call Is it, it like Mississippi a theater. Studio. I'm not. Well, it's on Mississippi Avenue. Yeah. Are you guys both. Are you guys both from Portland? I'm from Sioux Falls, South Dakota. The best oh, that's right. You brought that up. The union. Yeah. But uh, I moved to Portland, Oregon. That's where I met Ian. We oh, met nice. each other at the first, like at a, the first comedy contest. Either one of us did in Portland. <laughs> nice. Like the first night of it, right? What was it called? The, it was called like the Portland Amateur Comedy Contest. Who yeah. won? I won. Rory's yeah. <laughs> did, you really, did you really win? Rory's, I did yeah, win. That's I did win. Yeah. I was bringing, I up, in I was bringing up fifth place. Yeah. But how many comics? Was it like a huge? There were a grip of them, right? Quite a few. Yeah, there were a bunch. I had been, it was weird for me, no, that's gonna, there's no way this won't sound like bragging. I've been doing comedy for like, I've been doing stand-up for like four months when it started. And you won it? And I won it. And so, how big did your head get? Pretty big. And it stayed no, that it big. Didn't. No, it didn't. You it need didn't. that though, right? What if you'd eaten shit? You might not have gone back. It was, it was just, I think like, <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's a story. You have to think yeah. you're the shit. I mean, you have to modestly think you're the shit, just in general. You have to think what you're saying is worth hearing. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it was worth hearing, and that's why you won $500, and I won $50. And <laughs> hey, but I bought drinks then, man. I know you bought... Did you have comic aliens. friends that were like, hey, man, don't let this, you know, you're still, you're, you're, you won this, but don't go thinking that it was It was weird. When we started in Portland, it was like the beginning of the beginning of the of what is now like the Portland comedy scene. There were always comedians there, you know, um, people like Dwight Slade and Art Krug and Susan Rice, who real comedy heads might know, but like... When we started, it was kind of the beginning of the scene, so we were all kind of new, it mm -hmm. felt like, right? Yeah, there was like 25, 30 of us, maybe, that were like doing stand-up every night, and then yeah. we all met and did that contest together, and all bonded through that, yeah. and that contest started the whole, like, all the shows that are in Portland, and like, that's kind of what spawned all that so stuff. So here's a question, yeah. can you, as a, so as a Portland comic... Is, is there, are there enough shows and there's enough thing and there's enough people to see you to where you don't really need to move out of Portland? No. There's a million people there in the surrounding cities, isn't there? Yeah, it's a, yeah. the Portland metro area is 2.2 million. I live there for yeah. a couple years. It's a beautiful city. Wonderful city. Multnomah Falls. Multnomah oh, Falls. It's so gorgeous. Oh, the, the drive in from the, it's on the Columbia River. The whole, beautiful thing. Oh, the Columbia Gorge? Yeah. The whole thing is gorgeous. It is like very dramatic landscapes. Everything's big. There's huge mountains in the distance. Gorgeous. The trees are big. Everything's green. It rains a lot, so everything's really yeah. lush mm -hmm. and full. Um, but there, there's, you, you have to move at some point. The, the thing about Portland that's not, when we started, there weren't a, there were there was a decent amount of shows but we started a bunch of shows too mm -hmm. uh, and started mics and, and like, we and the, the people that were with us like started shows too like not oh yeah not just Sean and I yeah there there were so many good people doing really funny things the nice thing about it I think is you can stay there as opposed to moving to Chicago you don't have to go to Austin San Francisco 
you can really do the crucial development in Portland yeah. and then go straight to New York or LA. Now, Sean, you just moved to LA. I just played. And you've and you've lived in LA for a little bit. Two and a half years. Two yeah. and a half years. So I wanna know what what was it when you when you were like, I'm moving to LA, what yeah. was it? That made me do it? Yeah, was it more like I need to be in I need to be in LA if I want to do anything, or did something happen where you crushed somewhere and you were like, was I gotta go competition? to the competition? Was that competition? Two well that, that started. Was, yeah. That did start it. I swear to god that competition did start. That's what is now I'm not gonna refer to you as, you know, Ian Carmel, but I mean that's what started. That is your, what started. Uh, your, that was your trajectory. But I was still that was like four years before I moved almost. Yeah. Three and a half. But like two things happened. One I got uh, new faces at Just for Last Montreal. Which is awesome. huge. Just huge. How did that come about, by the way? I'm always curious because I'm always trying to help younger comics. I'd uh, okay. So here's what happened. I worked at Helium, you know, as an MC. For those who don't know, Club New Faces is this big festival in Montreal where, like, it's an amazing thing if you're a new comic and you get exposed there because you generally you can get a you know a book All agent out of it. Yeah. Or you faces. get in front of everybody in the industry. It's a big deal. It's like the NBA draft for a stand-up. It, it's, a, it's a big deal. So. Every year, twenty or twenty-five go. You know, like that kind of thing. Become features yeah and uh i uh, the way i got it is i'd worked at uh helium and i would mc and i like i would try to mc for comedians who i liked or who i thought would think i was funny so helium is a reputable club in portland yeah and then there's one in philly yeah still there it's going very strong in portland philly it's a lot like this club like it's just fun every comic likes it the staff is super cool like and everybody gets along which is a nice fun thing so (laughs) it's one of those a clubs for real it's one of the it's a club like this like a really dope club helium you know cap city acme yeah where's cap Uh, city austin texas it's great and then uh, what? Um, people are throwing the Colorado and the Denver one in there. Oh yeah, Comedy Works is right? great too. Yeah. This is what I'm totally right. punchline. A... I'm totally leaving a bunch out, but like, Helium's on that level now. I think it's such mm-hmm. a fun club to work. So you were hosting there? I was hosting there. I'm seeing there after that comedy contest actually, mm-hmm. and uh, I would I would try to work with like Kyle Kinane and like Mark yeah, Maron, you know, because you could put requests. <laughs> in. It was it was. They, they were yeah. nice about letting you ask. Like if you asked to work with somebody, they would try their best to get that's you. That's so yeah. That we try yeah. to do that. Yes, yeah. it's and that's it's why you so important. Fantastic. It's so then, I would like use like be like, okay, I know Kanane thinks I'm funny. I know Maron thinks I'm funny. I'm gonna go to L.A. You know, and hey, can you help get me on these shows? You know, can you get me on Meltdown? Can you get me on Holy Fuck at the time, which is no longer there. The theater. Holy Fuck, yeah. Yeah, it was in, in that movie theater, theater right? Yeah. It was God, a, Dave was... Ross ran it. It was an amazing show. Dave Ross. Yeah. And uh, so I would start to head, you know, you'd go down and you do those shows. And eventually, I think through Funches, who was another, port- Ron Funches, who was a Portland comic, I think I heard about New Faces and like how important it was. And then I asked Kanae and I was like, hey, do you know the person who books it? Could you recommend me? And through that, I got an audition. Because they wouldn't come to Portland. Like, you had to go to, you had to fly to L.A. See, the thing is, they might now come to Portland. They might. And they used enough. to in the past. Yeah. But we came up in this era where they didn't. Um, so we fl- I flew down there, and, like, the first year I auditioned, and didn't quite get it. The guy, Jeff Singer, who books it, told me, okay, like, we could send you this year. You're, like, right on the cusp. I don't, like... I or it could wait a year and just be, you know. Or it could wait a year and, like, next year, you know, come back, get a year better, and then go and... Stay and in college. Stay in college. Build up your, yeah. build up your draft status. He told me yeah, to yeah. stay in college. Don't hop in. And I did, and I waited a year, and I auditioned again the next year. I flew down to L.A. again. Oh, you audition. waited a year? Comics wouldn't... That had to have been the toughest thing in the world. It, it, Not it, for a good comic. It's, I'm saying. Yeah. No, but everybody wants it 
At least, yeah. at least when people start doing comedy, they want everything. They you know, do want it, but... oh, I got a killer twenty-five. That means you've got like a pretty good seven. Yes, sure. yeah. that's why you can tell the people who wait and like, if someone offers like you want to feature this week, and you're like, ah, uh, you know, maybe six months from now, or maybe a year from now. If like, com- yeah, don't you bring have it up to, to them? Don't you at some point though have to like push yourself out of your comfort zone? Yeah, so- you do, but it's like it's a natural thing. You realize when you're sort of ready. Like, you know, you might not have a solid thirty, but you're like. All right, I got, I got twenty, I bullshit yeah. and I can, 20. and then you just make thirty happen. But anyway, continue. Oh, but no, but you're totally right. I, anyway, so I did it the next year, and like, and it went really, really well. They were right. Did you like, start up sort of relationship with some of these people too over the next year? Did you kept corresponding? Yeah, with like Jeff Singer, you know. I, we is he didn't still even doing this? He's still doing it. He's still, it's him? still him, Hannah, Kyle, Crichton, a few other people. So is it just you in a room with five people and you do your set there? When you audition? Like no. You, you go to a comedy club and they watch. It's at a comedy club, but it's very weird. So uh, It I had can a... be hit or miss. Like It can be a club that's very poorly attended or like a show yeah. that's very poorly attended. That's just the one they pick to go to, so you still have to do well regardless the of year, how many people are there. The year so. I got it was at uh, Comedy Club Westside in Santa Monica, California, and it was almost exclusively industry in the room. Wow. And I remember Mike... I was pretty nervous, <laughs> and I remember Mike Bridenstine, who's a comic in L.A., who does a lot of acting stuff, too, told me, he like, his advice to me one night, like, over Facebook Messenger, hmm? was, uh, act like you're killing. It doesn't matter if you're killing. Convey confidence. Act like you're killing. Be confident. Uh, you know, the, the laughs are going to be kind of scattered, because that's just the nature of it, because you're doing comedy in front of a bunch of agents and managers and people from mm-hmm. the industry. But act like you're killing... So I did that. Like, I paused between jokes and, like, you know, like, you kept my chest up and everything like that. And then, you know, that year I got it. Uh, and then I went, and I'm so... I was so glad I waited a year, because I, I... You know, it's not going to sound humble, but, like, crushed it, like, new faces. Right. I did. I know. It's so I know. The, the I know. Fact, no, no, the fact no, no, no. that you said, you're like, well, it's not going to sound humble. <laughs> and that definitely didn't sound humble. It super but doesn't. It, sh- it doesn't have to sound humble. I feel it's like the right. industry is such a one that breeds uh, humility. Yeah. Like, it's, it's such nice a refreshing. Hum- you know, it is. something well. Say I crushed it. at it. Yeah. And it was good. And it was good because I, because I weighed it. So, like... Mm-hmm. The year before, I probably wouldn't have been as good. You know, I would have maybe got lost in the shuffle. Yeah, you but instead, I would have been all right. But like this year, you know, uh, yeah. I had a I had a manager at this point, uh-huh. and I went and like and you do it's like a fucking it's like a meat market. You get paraded around to all these agents. Sure, I had like. It, I, this, man, I don't know how is this okay to get this yeah, insider? This is great. People, this is more of a comics podcast. Oh, great for sure. So. When it when this happens and hopefully it happens for you, like I mean, you get like your manager takes you out. Like today you're meeting with CAA, and then tomorrow it's UTA, and then like APA you so meet the like, biggest industry, the biggest agents. Well, they're more like STDs to me. STDs they do. <laughs> they sometimes are. They kind of are. Yeah, yeah. It's an, it's an STD that takes ten percent of your income and sends you on auditions. You'll never get. I love my. I love way worse than a normal yeah. STD. <laughs> yeah, syphilis so now, goes away. Doing new faces early that yeah. could really hurt your career, correct? Because well, you've got all these industry yeah. people watching you, and then say you know another you would have, would have waited another year like you did and would have been better to where then the next time they see your name yeah. they might just be like oh that's that one guy yeah and yeah. then not even watch it and the growth seems incremental rather than right because people love discovering you they love they love. Uh, they, they, they love, like, you being, like, like showing up on the scene, like, who the fuck is this guy? Right. And not, like, oh, Ian's gotten a little bit better since last year. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, that did, sure. like, that, and that's that's important. They it's want... cool to be, 
privy to information and reveal the coolest art and whatnot. Everyone loves to be that 100%. person, the liaison yeah. of it for sure. Especially if that's their job, and it is. It is to like discover the next the next thing. You know, like when you tell your friend about a brand new song, you're like, "Dog, exactly. you got to check out mm -hmm. King Fantastic." Yeah. And mm -hmm. then everyone's like, "Oh, King Fantastic's dope." When you hear about him, you're like, "I just know." It's a real thing that happened. <laughs> Sean put us onto this guy, King Fantastic, and he's great. But yeah, one thing with comedy, like it, you can you can wait. Like you don't have to rush into things, and I think a lot of people need to realize that. Like you can chill. It's not an age game. It's just no. Take your time. There's no rush, and just get good. Like, TV is an age thing, but yeah, comedy is. Huh. Yeah, I mean, I mean, industry yeah. industry heat can certainly be an age thing. Like if you were twenty two and super funny, you're in a better place than if you're thirty two and super funny. Sure, oots, right? But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We were just talking about oots. Yeah, oots. Right. Yeah, he's Carmichael. Yeah, Carmichael too. All these guys were very young. How old is Carmichael? Probably 23? 4? No. Oh, he's a little Is he older than that? I bet he's 50. He's a warlock, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Highlander. His age is an upside down question mark. Gerard is, Gerard is an... <laughs> he doesn't even know. He doesn't know. He was just existing one day looking in the mirror like, shit, what did I... All right, I'm here. But he's young. But that can also be. I mean, it can also be a trap. I mean, there's, yeah. I've seen there's there's young, very young comedians in LA right now who have like industry heat, but don't have the skills to back it up yet. And it can be a blessing and a curse. Maybe I should amend the statement. Like it can be, your age, you can do it whenever. Yeah. I mean, you can do it young. You can do it when you're a little older. It's, well, fucking look. Some at, people I mean, don't break until they're fifty. Look at like Marin. He didn't break break until yeah. five years ago. Yeah. You know? I he mean, had, he's like, been doing comedy for so long. Yeah, yeah, of course. But Young comedians now and all that. Now he's going and selling out theaters. But he's as, over 50. As old as like Rodney Dangerfield, mm -hmm. Eddie Pepitone, Marin's another good example. Uh, I just read a book. It's an older book, but it was about... Um, a uh, guy from SNL that does all the impressions, uh, Daryl Hammond. Daryl Hammond. Where he, didn't, he did his first open mic or something at like 35. Yeah. Wow. So it's, yeah, there's really... Whenever you feel like you mm -hmm. can do... I mean... Je uh, Jen Kirkman... Has been a comedian for a while, yeah. and you know, but like really, really started to find her voice and come into her own, like as she was approaching, you know, forty, and like now she's like amazing and like sells out places and all that shit. Mm -hmm. But like it, it, it takes a while. Sometimes, sometimes you are the person. You sometimes you are the twenty-two-year-old people want to hear from, and you are a, a microphone of youth. Yeah. But sometimes <laughs> I definitely wasn't. Yeah, me neither. And like your comedic, <laughs> like your comedic voice. Uh, uh, needs to meet the avatar that people want to hear it from sometimes. Mm -hmm. A lot of people don't want to hear someone tell it like it is when they're 23. Oh my god. <laughs> you know what I mean? So there's no life experience. They don't give a fuck, yeah. You're right, like, yeah, what are you going to tell me when you're 23? Yeah. And that's when you break down the style of comedy that someone's doing. Like, if someone's not really doing life, like, personal things, if they're just doing out there weird kind of bits, then, of course, 22-year-old can be just as creative as Absolutely. a 50-year-old. Yeah. But personal life experience kind of stand-up, that's going to come from life experience. Which happens after maybe a divorce or a kid. Well, sure, I mean, any of that shit, stuff. Yeah, it happens. <laughs> of course, yeah. So we're gonna go into uh, our segment called Rory Scoville. Yeah. And this is where we just talk about how great he is, and also if you have a great story about Rory, this is the time to share. It. Rory Scoville. We were doing the Wenat. Did I cut? Did I cut you? Off? Not at all. We were doing the Wenatchee Comedy Festival in Wenatchee, Washington. It's the Apple Capital of the World. Sure, nice. no, we know. <laughs> no, we know. Just you know what I'm saying? The Wenatchee Comedy Festival, and it, it was fantastic. It, they do the runs. It is fantastic. Is it in it's a, a theater? Or is it paint the picture? It's the festival. It takes place. It's a one day festival, and it's in a theater. The whole so it's just like a day of stand up. I feel like you can't call that a festival. Hello, Wenatchee. Yeah, like a. It's you know, it's it's a it's a bunch of shows in a theater 
all day. Still sounds but super fun. Rory was headlining, and there was a full band set up on stage, but no, but no band. So he called some girl up from the audience, and he does this. I've seen him do it a few times, but he, he asked a girl up from the crowd who could play the piano. Sure, she sure. played the keyboard. There were three mics on stage. He got them all and bundled them up to make one mic, <laughs> turned off all the lights in the whole theater. He asked him to black out the theater, <laughs> exit signs and everything, which I'm pretty sure is illegal. It's illegal. Yeah, it's it's hard not illegal. illegal. They had to unplug them. Yeah. yeah, they blacked out everything. It was pitch black, and then he did 25, 30 minutes, <laughs> murdered, murdered it. With the three mics? Yeah, you could, I mean, who knows? No he could have he he had one mic <laughs> because so he, right. the lights were completely out. And then turned it back on. It was just phenomenal. And then he did like another twenty after that. Fantastic. He's he did for when he, I was telling you guys he recorded his album here, and he f did ten minutes off the top, of um, he had a microphone, <laughs> but he held it like this. For ten minutes and talked <laughs> off the mic oh, right upside down. He's hanging it upside so down. So yeah, ten yeah. minutes and then. Mind all you, the mind way you were recording an album. Right. <laughs> all the way to get to the punchline of. Um, I'm working on this new one-man show about a guy that never really learned how to hold a microphone. Yeah. <laughs> and the fact that it went over almost everyone's head was the best thing ever. Yeah. But oh, he's getting laughs. The time, the time that uh, we also had to get uh, bring up a baby grand piano up on that tiny stage. Oh yeah, that's and not he a lot used of room it for, for it. one joke, mm -hmm. which I thought was the best because it was a great joke. He's he. I I don't have any like amazing stories. We just hung out and he's great, but. It's just, those people are gifts, man. Yeah, like, right. Who remind you, like... But also the best human being ever. Great just, guy. Hmm? Great guy. Wonderful wife. Fantastic comedian. Everything. And it's just important to have those people who remind you, like, it doesn't have to be any certain way. No. Right. It doesn't and have it to be set up And it you don't have to fun. stress it. It doesn't have to wreck your day. Like, you don't have to... The whole point, the whole point of all this, doing stand-up, telling jokes, the whole point is to have fun. Yeah, sure. For everyone. You want to have fun yourself doing it. You want the whole crowd to have fun. You want everyone involved to have fun. And Rory is that. Like, he, every time, every time I've seen him have a set, every time, he just has fun. I just yeah. want to be his best friend. <laughs> yeah, he probably really could be. He's a fantastic dude. No, he's, he's a great guy. guy. He's the yeah. best. So that, was, that was Rory's goal. Do you have, um, actually, while we're on it, Talking about inspiring comics, inspiring artists. Are there other people that you put in that category with Rory? They like when they're on stage, you 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 are dead set on watching them. And... Yeah, I mean, I'll watch Kanane anytime. I can see Kanane. Kyle Kanane anytime. John Doerr. Oh, he's good. Watch him. <laughs> he recorded too here. I record, yeah. God, he's funny. There yeah. are. I mean, you can dive into the vault. Tommy Johnigan is one that I've always. Comics when really I, love when him. When I started, he was one of the first comedians that I ever saw. That's Doug really Benson funny. was one of the first comedians that I ever started with and like I didn't we didn't start together when I started I met him and he was one that I would always want to watch Paul F. Tompkins is one that I always want to watch yeah I mean uh Maria Bamford is always going to do something that's going to like what about somebody that maybe nobody really knows or somebody oh, that people don't know as much as like somebody like because I had said Andrew Santino and people are going to start to oh, know yeah. his name Santino. very soon great. but Santino was one of those guys Santino could ever go a fucking year without doing a pilot you know he's going to be he's going to be amazing but he's so goddamn <laughs> gorgeous and so funny marketable that he's getting snapped up he came on our podcast and uh, talked about German cars and how to beat the insurance companies that was the weirdest podcast we've ever done it was fun. <laughs> Him and Byron Bowers. They could have like a conversation for hours about that. <laughs> um, 
God, who's somebody who people, a lot of people don't know? Who I like, mean, it depends on, like, deep cuts. Yeah, but, I mean, you don't even need to wreck yeah. your brain on it. But just, like, somebody that's not, like, uh, you know, yeah. like, well, like a Maria Bamford. Or somebody yeah. that you'd be like, well, yeah. I totally right, right, right. Question, like, would obvious. you ever, like, sit home on Netflix and, like, watch somebody's comedy special? Yeah. Like a Tom John, Segura thing? Mulaney. Oh, Tom Segura's amazing. Yeah. Tom Segura's fantastic. Mulaney is one of my favorite, might be my favorite comedian. Mulaney? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's incredible. He's... His show was horrible, but he. <laughs> His show, I think he would admit that it, it, it kinda, <laughs> what he wanted to do probably there got some lost. Things, some things maybe were missing. You know, like, like <laughs> yeah. there were some things that probably got. But him as a comic, I got to see him at Meltdown yeah. like five or six years ago. Mm-hmm. And he's, in, I mean, he's just incredible. His joke writing is he's second to none. Perfect. He's so good. He's such a good joke writer. Yep. It's such a pleasure to watch. It really is. It's a, and that's inspiring in a way, to know that it's possible to write jokes like that. Sure. Here's it's a question. Really How big is social media for you as a comic? Um, like yeah. Not, not even necessarily marketing, but people knowing your name. I spend a lot of time on it. I spend, Most of my time I spend on social media is talking about basketball, though. Yeah. I have Which no I Greg, yeah, yeah, yeah. Greg Oden reference. What's I did Greg? a Greg Oden on the set tonight. Yeah. I have more basketball material. Oldest knees in basketball. God, oldest face, too. Yeah, uh, Jesus. Yeah. Who's your team? Robert Parrish. Right, yeah, the Trailblazers. Robert Parrish. Yeah. Robert Parrish right old, now looks younger than Greg Oden. Double zero? Robert yeah. Parrish? Big chief. Called two gutter balls. I made a Bill Russell reference today. Have you ever heard him do an interview? Yeah. Where he kind of like, almost like, Tells poetry and doesn't make sense. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Tell me about that. I go, I've never seen that. You rhyme sister. He's the it's greatest winner of all time. Super weird. He's like yeah. beat Nick interview guy. God, Bill Russell's an amazing figure. <laughs> 31 years old. Turned 31 this year, which means I'm, I'm at the age now where I have to think about, you know, when I meet a woman and start to date her, I'm like, is this the kind of person I want to start a family with, right? I have to think about that. And that's weird for me because I'm starting to get to that age. But I'm definitely not ready to be a dad. I'm not, I'm not, I, like I stayed up way too late last night just Googling grilled cheese sandwiches. You understand? Like, I had a flight very early this morning and I was like, I should get to bed. But first. Uh, what was the, oh, social media. Uh, I think it's, it's very important. I mean, it's a way... You know, as as the traditional methods in comedy of uh, sending the ladder sort of disintegrate uh, and dissipate, I think owning yourself and your method of communicating with the people who like you becomes more and more important. Because <laughs> that was perfect the way you just said yeah, that. yeah, it's real nice. Was. There's no, there's no, there's no such thing as uh, a career making late night set anymore. It's just no. not even you, even it's if a you, benefit of like you you get rewarded yeah. by those sets but that's part of it now rather you know mm-hmm. and then when that, I think there is there's a falsehood to the to the idea of the Carson set that you get a sitcom the next day that maybe happened to four or five people you yeah. know but the lore the myth of like saying that to new people yeah. turned into its own kind of like it totally did it's gonna make you or it's gonna break you like well no it's not that's you really interesting what, yeah. do you, what do you think the best credit right now would be to be able to say <sighs> Like a WTF interview, or I like, like I, I mean, like I guess what I don't know. I've done a say? WTF interview, well, and then, like that didn't, you know, you like, know, like a Comedy Central special. But I mean, even that to me know, as a this, comic, no. I think a Conan set is the best one. And Ian put it very well the other day when he said it's kind of like a nod from from everyone that you right. Look up and to I'm make. very biased because go. I love Conan. Yeah, I, I do too. I don't and like every, late night at all. Everybody does. That's what I'm saying. Like every comedian loves Conan. And that's JP Buck. JP Buck. The man, the god, JP. We were just at his birthday party a couple nights. No ago. shit. How yeah. awesome was that birthday party? It was pretty fun. It was. It was us. Tell me an inside story about a JP Buck. It was sort of. It was so, so, okay. so for people out there who don't know, JP Buck is who? He books Conan. He's the man who books Conan. Uh, 
He Jay, wasn't like off the chains. It was kind of a low key thing, but it was it was fun. We all got hammered. Uh, yeah, but he's been there forever, yeah, right? Hammered. I mean, how long has he been doing? JP's been there for a while. Absolutely. JP's great. He's cool, dude. He's a very cool. He's dude. a fantastic. Dude. Here's well, the thing. Awesome. Because he could easily be an asshole for sure with a job a lot of like that. He could be a dick for sure. And he couldn't be. He couldn't be a sweeter, more beautiful man. I don't think he. he could. He really couldn't. No, I don't think he could. Here's the he thing I love get, about he has fucking. He get bribed and like get money thrown at him. No, you can lose it. Yeah, but it's more like. Fuck, I think all the comedians comics. around who would, if they saw that happening, they'd be like, dog, what? Come well, on. Well, he can't like, put shit on the, the person outside. Like, what are you doing talking to him about that right now on his birthday? I've done, <laughs> I've done two Conan sets now. So between us, we've done two Conan sets. <laughs> <laughs> I say that only to say this. The first one was, uh, it, was a, it was more regimented. It was like. You, you go over your jokes, you submit your set to them 10, 11 times, you know, and like, like okay, this joke is good, right. this one's not. Wow. You know, a lot of very heavy notes. And, and then get I, up in your shit. Yeah. And the first time I did it, it went really well. In a good way, though. Like, not, you know, it's not in like a he's great saying these are bad jokes. He's, he's just saying these aren't good for... He knows what the co- the Conan crowd, he's like, this one is funny, but it won't work He wants to see you succeed, and he wants to succeed, I get it. It's 100%. Great. The second one, once, you, once you've sort of like proven and this yourself, was just like... Five months ago, right? The was second, it in November? The second one was in November, yeah. So wow. Uh, it was amazing because Ron Funches was on the couch. It was Jennifer Lawrence, Ron Funches, and me. And Funches used to sleep on my couch. Right. And then we were roommates in L.A. And then like all of a sudden we got to be on Conan together. It was a beautiful moment. Do you talk to Funches a lot? Yeah, yeah. We're... We've had him on the books like twice and he's had to cancel each time for whatever reason. Because he gets, keeps getting And you know shots. what? He's the only headshot that we have on the wall who's never actually been here. <laughs> so I just, I need him to come here yeah, so that I can just be great. like, hey. He'll come here. out and have a great time. That's he's a, hilarious. He's a fucking solid dude. I he love that guy. He's a little guy. laugh. Yeah, he's yeah, that's pretty great. Oh yeah, the Funches giggle. Funches giggle. <laughs> Thank you. Sorry. I yeah, that's uh, it. He, so, um, but anyway, the, the, the second time, JP is like, so if you want to do anything weird, that's cool. Like, that's what the note was. Like, I submitted my set, and he's like, yep, this is all good. Uh, so if you don't do anything weird, you know, anything out of the ordinary, we're always looking like for, a like... John Dor, crazy, Rory, Scoble like a Jondor, Rory, Scovel kind of exactly. thing? Exactly. They're, like, lo- they like looking for that, and they yeah. want to support you in it. They want to be like, go ahead, fucking, like, you know, while out. Do whatever you want. Yeah. Do the TIG thing with the stool. We you trust know? you. Like, we know that you're not going to blow it. You take this very seriously. You're very funny. Yeah, it's like you get made. If you get a set, and you do well, all of a sudden you're in. You know, and JP, to for, I you know I write for another late night show, and we've had it. We have. I Can you say it on the that? late the late late show on CBS, sure. with James Corden, uh, and we have comedians on every now and then. And it's great, but that's you know James wasn't a stand up. He doesn't really understand. He's from England. Doesn't really understand the tradition of it. Sure. So good on him for having any comedians on, mm-hmm. but like, Conan, and and, and J, JP and what J and Conan's so supportive too. What they do for us, it's the only show, really, that books us anymore. That's There's it. other shows, like, at midnight. I yeah. mean, you can get TV credits on other shows, but, like, the only one to get, like, a good, legit stand-up set is Conan. And they said it's, like, one a week. Like, they made... They do one a week? Yeah, they made it, They made it like, okay, we're going to have one comic is a week at least. Is it only one a week? Yeah. Well, they so might have more. It used to be like, every, time, every night. Stand-ups? Yeah. Well, because well, it's either a stand-up or a band. Or they have three oh, guests. Right. Yeah. Sometimes they don't do them... Uh, uh, and they might they might have more than one a week, but like the fact that they are sticking to guaranteed at least one a week means that they're in it to help. Like they want people to get. Maybe it's, they understand that there's really no. They do understand. Well, like, so do you understand. remember when Bob and Tom was like a legitimate like? I do. I grew up in South Dakota, man. Yeah. That's oh yeah, you, all the, you know all the all comics about it. that came through the comedy club. That was their 
like, what do you want to say? And some of them had Comedy Central Presents under their belt, but they would say Bob, Bob and, Tom. and Tom. Yeah. Like, bring me up with Bob and Tom. And that would, they would fill the house. Like, Augie Smith would fill. Oh, yeah. He can still fill a theater in Sioux Falls from the Bob and Tom credit. That's so crazy. Latitude 44. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, let it play there a couple times. Is that a Sioux really? Falls? Uh, it's, uh, yeah, it's like a, a brewery. We'll cut the wine. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, it's going to the... We're cutting that out, so. <laughs> so what. The thing that I think in late night, which is weird, is that we don't. The Fallon was technically a stand-up, but not really. He used it as an opera, like a way to discuss. Everybody it. knows him as an actor. He's an actor. Yeah. Kimmel was a radio guy. Colbert was a sketch guy. James Corden is a is a foreigner. theater guy and a foreigner. Seth Meyers is a sketch guy and a mm. writer. Conan was a writer, but for some reason, he's the only person who still appreciates. The they, tradition of stand-up They comedy. might all appreciate it, but he's the one that makes room on the show for he, it. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They might all appreciate yeah. it. But, like, uh, uh, Conan and that show is, like, the tradition of stand-up comedians being on late night is important, and we want to keep doing it. And the fact that it let people do weird stuff, I like. It's amazing! When I think of Conan, the best thing I've ever seen on Conan was when it was John Doerr and Rory Scovel, and Rory Scovel was playing the usher, and he was mm. trying to move somebody. So good. And John's like, you think this is you think this is easy? And then they do that thing, and then Conan and, and Andy, Andy get switch. into it. And they yeah. do, I mean, that was the, the hardest I've laughed at Conan ever was that. It's just, I love the fact that they're all about being weird, and yeah. they don't care. Do you remember yeah. the one before that where they let... Or uh, Rory and John do their set together, and yes. I'm watching that. And I'm like, what the so fuck? You're so good. <laughs> and you know, you're like, this is so goddamn funny, and it they just it barely made sense. Yeah, and if, you're just like, this is sick. If this, is a po- this is a podcast for comedians. I'll say this about Conan: <laughs> there is nothing in comedy that feels as good that I've experienced uh-huh. as doing your set and hearing Conan laugh. No shit, right behind <gasps> you. Like, because you're up there, you've got all these cameras, you've been so nervous since whenever you found out you were going to do it. And it's the middle of the day, too. It's It's five. Yeah, it's not. It's Uh, people. It might not even be five yet. I think the people think it's at like 10 o'clock, but it's like rush hour when you're doing this. It's light outside. And there's stickler about time, right? Like, it's it's very important. So you're thinking about that. You got union rules. You got camera guys who are in the fucking union. The closest audience member is like 50 feet from you. They're that far away. You're surrounded surrounded by a group of cameras. You feel detached. You feel alone. You're wearing clothes you wouldn't normally do stand up in. And a lapel mic, most likely. Right, or I do stick. I do stick. Standing in a very specific spot, hitting that mark. Walk out, hit your mark. And I've heard. Tell me if this is true. I've heard heard that you stand in the in the curtain in the interim there for like a minute and a half. Yeah, they just make you kind of chill right behind. I remember fixating because there's two stagehands. I know. Doesn't it make you feel nervous? There's two stagehands. Each of them have one hand on either side of the curtain, and they have them there for like a minute and a half. Two people for that. They do. Yeah, and I I just remember like staring at this guy's ring on his finger. (laughs) (laughs) You told me that. I can picture this. Oh my god! Yeah. And then, like, all of a sudden, it's like, you know, like, you can see him wherever. Ian Carmel. And then you're like, oh. You walk out there. And then you and then you do your joke. And do you only see lights? So when you walk out, is it mainly you just see lights? No, you or? can see the crowd. You can see the crowd. You're not, you're not like, super lit. They do, they do a good job of lighting you. And the whole room is lit, too. Like, the room is Yeah, you can dark. see like, the crowd. It's all lit. It's not, it's not a comedy club at all. So is there a clock? Is there anything to keep you on time? You have, uh, you have a man... Sitting off to your left, holding Always paper. Always a man. 
Always a man. At least at Conan, it's I a picture dude. Judah Friedlander being the stagehand. It's Judah. It's Judah Friedlander. <laughs> Friedlander. And he take, puts on different hats and say, yeah. how much time do you have left? But they, uh... Fucking really got, really got him right there. Because I can imagine yeah. every champ. second. Yeah. champ, ten minutes. Uh, There's champ. a dude counting uh, counting down from, like, from six. You know, five... You know, and then like he four minutes, minutes, mm-hmm. yeah. Just pulls the card. That's good. It's gonna be horrible. Well, you oh. set his time. You set his time. And you don't really look at him, but like it's it's for you to know. Like if you've gone over. Yeah. The first time I hit the mark completely. The second time, we went like three minutes over. Oh my gosh! Because Funches kept like me and Funches kept talking during we're, my set. We're cool with that. I was cool with it, that we had talked about. It. I told JP, I'm like, Funches and I are gonna talk during my set. And uh, he was like, great, fantastic, you know. And, uh, and they made did. room for it. And they make room for it. And they were like, cool, we cut three minutes out of the show. We're keeping the whole thing in. That's it was awesome. amazing. So um, they have a little wiggle room with some of that stuff. That's they had cool. some wiggle room, yeah. Because here, if you go three minutes over, we'll beat the shit out of you. I know. Okay. I got beat the yeah. shit yeah. out of you today. three minutes, really? I'm sorry. Really? Oh, 50 no, minutes. The crowd was yeah. so good. I know. Ian's ass a few times The then. crowd was so <laughs> good. Dude, this Thursday show, I'd like to go off topic by just saying that. Yeah. Thursdays have been a little rough as of recent with the crowds. Like I don't know what it is. Yeah. But it's just been a. It's been a little almost kind of like pulling teeth. They've just been a little tight. Yeah. This crowd, man, to see everybody leaving oh, that room so true. happy, because we have a lot of good comics. Yeah. But not a lot of comics. Well, I don't want to say that, but some comics they just don't relate to the crowd as much as somebody like you did. Yeah. To where you see people leaving so happy as as the show as a whole. Completely. Which is it's. As a manager, as a junior manager, uh, junior assistant manager, as a, it was, <laughs> it's so great to see that. Well, Sean murdered so hard that I was like afraid to go up. Almost. I swear, I'm not saying that. <laughs> I think it helps. I think it helps that we're really good friends. We are really. And good. That, oh, of course. Yeah. That sometimes, like at a club, the pairing, uh, like most of the time, actually, it's I'm I'm with someone who I don't really know that well or I've never met, and you everybody falls in line. Like every everybody gets along. It's great. But like getting to come with Ian. Is so much tighter. Like we traveled all day. Well, together. you're by yourself for the majority of a day. Oh yeah. So this to be so able to better. hang out with somebody yeah. who's also good, but as a club's point of view, with that, is that sometimes there's there's comics out there that are ruining it for people like you. Where they because bring they bring somebody that isn't as good, so it makes and them that's look better. Such bullshit. Dude. That's I don't. Such I'll never understand that. The first time, you can cut this if you want. The first time I ever went on the road, do you guys? Well. There's a comedian, and he brought me on the road. Mouth the name. Chinaman is his name. So red food color <laughs> on yeah. the tongue. Fu Manchu. Yeah. If you guys know Chinaman, not uh, he, did he, was, he was nice to me. Brought me on the road for the first Crushes time. pretty hard. But then I got back to Sioux Falls, and my friend Josh, he's like, "Oh, Chinaman brought you out." He's yeah, he's kind of padding his features, and I'm like, "What are you talking about?" And he goes, "You just bringing out kind of shitty comics." And, <laughs> oh, it's so it's a and I'm like, "Dude, come on, are you kidding me?" And now the comics that have brought me out, Ian and Kyle Kanane is one. Doug Benson brings me out quite a bit. They bring you out because you're. They want to help and like they they, the co- they have the confidence to follow. It's like yeah. what what kind of a coward would bring somebody to make themselves look better? It's just, Someone who's it's not funny. Most it's bananas. Yeah. It's absolutely bananas to me. Yeah, you're, making, you're making your show worse. It's insane. Absolutely so that people think insane. you might be a little funnier than you actually are. It's. Crazy. Eyes, yeah. it's, we were just talking about this the other day. Yeah. Like, to follow somebody after they have a good set. I love Whether it. I did or I didn't. But to follow someone after they have a good and set is did. so much you better. Yeah, 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 yeah. Positive like, energy. People are expectant. Of, but it's know. like, why would you want to go after somebody who just didn't do that well? And you 
were the reason you made that happen. You brought them knowing that, that was going to happen before they were ready. And that doesn't happen very often, no. but it does happen. I mean, it, it happened happen. to me. Not so that's why. why yeah. That's why. That's why I'm getting so pissed. I'm about the guy. It. You guys listening can't tell, but, but I'm then, cutting Ian right now. I'm cutting his arm <laughs> wide open. But we studied at the school of Kyle Kinane, who like yeah. Patton Oswalt brought Kinane out. Yep. Because he knew that it would push him. Mm -hmm. And then Kanane brought us out because he knew it would push him. Cool. Well, and like, and then Will always... That was the first time I ever saw Kanane. It was like seven years ago. And it was at a different theater. And Patton had brought Kanane with him. And yeah. I thought Kanane was so much funnier than Patton Oswalt. Sure. But then we had Pat Patton Oswalt about a year ago at the theater next door. Yeah. One of the best shows I've ever seen in my sure. entire life. He's amazing. He and was, also that's yeah. the cushion of fe featuring. You do 20 minutes. And it's like you can... You can... Murder in twenty minutes, right. and like, yeah. and then Ian has to do an hour, and that's fucking hard. hard Still time. killed it. Still killed it. I, you know I, I mean? left a lot of bullets in the gun. Too. I gotta. <laughs> we got a full clip back at the hotel. I gotta not do the old stuff. I got tomorrow. two banana clips. One's got a red tape on it. One's got blue tape on it. So we'll I did that. notice you had a lot of new material. Yeah, you did. yeah. But then you put in like any of the old material. You put in like the A plus older it. material. Yeah, I, I just put in the best. Yeah, the Holocaust joke. About frying the gold. I did not hear that joke. I, I think I remember that, that, that joke is a great joke. Thank you very much. Fantastic yeah. Joke. What's the What's the Holocaust? Uh, it's a. It's, I do this whole. It's gonna build up. It's an A. It's an A plus joke. Uh, I didn't. There were just things I had to. I had to cut for time because that crowd was so good. The cum joke at the end. Yeah. Was, I've. It's funny because I wouldn't assume that the crowd would react like they did to that I joke. Because they were on it. board with it the whole time. Yeah. And sometimes those Thursday crowds are just like, nope, we're not they we're were, not with this. They were fantastic. Even the dude up front who didn't laugh at a single thing <laughs> came up after the show and he left. Stage right or left? Stage dead center, center. orange polo, <laughs> left smile. Center. older gentleman. Uh, it was balding. his birthday. And he comes up they after really the show. They really didn't like sit up front. Comes up after the show, he's like, that was fantastic, man. Yeah. Just real stoked. He had like, a good time. That was yeah. John. I talked to him after the set. He was I got, really happy. I got three or four out of him, and when he laughed, it was like uh, it was like a geyser going up. It was like uh, a. <laughs> <laughs> <he> like, <laughs> and then, like, I don't like. It felt so good. I like, can't remember. There was one joke where some just there was one guy in the crowd. Yeah. That just kept laughing, but it was like a really it was a good deep laugh. Oh he yeah. Was losing his fucking mind. A guy in front I was afraid was like choking. Like I caught him at the wrong minute. And he ingested <laughs> like he uh, aspirated a cherry or something like that. <laughs> Such a great feeling, yeah. I'm sure, as a comic to have that. It's such where you a have great to feeling. wait a little bit. And then come you get that extra already, laugh on. from the crowd because they're kind of with this Right, crowd. right, right. And it helps to bathe in that silence, too. Like, if someone's laughing and you just kind of stand there, like, just looking Don't around, for it. then people start laughing sure. for no reason yeah. just because they're like, shit, this is funny. Feel it. And then yeah. you let that laughter ride a little more, and then before you know it, it's like 30 seconds, you haven't said a word. Oh, it's, and, you, and when you can reset a crowd like that, it's mm -hmm. amazing. Especially if that laugh comes at the end of a bit. And you can just let them get back to zero, mm -hmm. and then launch into a new thing and take them on that ride again. So it's anyway, like you just took them from Space Mountain to fucking like uh, swimming trunks. small world. Yeah, the small world. Yeah, <laughs> or a fun ride. Yeah. <laughs> or that, or that. But you know what I mean? It's like it's like okay, that was that, and you guys had a great time. Now let's mm -hmm. move into that other uh, material. Yeah. So I don't know if there's one most important credit. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say Bob and Tom. I'd say Bob and Tom. I'd say Bob and Tom. I mean, getting back to that, like, practical advice for comedians, I don't think there really is no, there's, one there's so many. There's so many out there podcasts. Like you were saying, podcasting could be such yeah. a credit. Conan, I mean, there's At Midnight. There's, 
I don't know. There's tons of stuff. There's Montreal. There's the funniest person in whatever city. I've had like as many people be fans of me from like the Todd Glass show Mm -hmm. as 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 have been from like uh, Cohen. I did though. I had a really I had a really bad breakup this year, and from every breakup, I try to learn one thing. I try to learn one thing, and what I learned from this most recent breakup is there are good things about being brokenhearted. There are beautiful things about being really sad, like authentically sad, like fucking deeply sad. And when it's there, you have to take advantage of it because there's certain things that are just better when you're like that, right? Peanut butter, peanut butter's the main one. Somebody, if somebody who works at a comedy club tells you that they don't enjoy Todd Glass, they're lying they're to you. Lying. Because there aren't a lot of people that can deal with hecklers like him and not oh even heck and it's not even hecklers but to watch him lose his fucking mind on somebody <laughs> is one of the best things i've ever seen a, in my life he's a zealot of the religion of comedy so let me he ask you like this when he paladin. comes here does he he's only been here one time did he try to doctor the room and like make it like yeah. oh yeah I and i and i actually and I but this I room is perfect that. already how could you like, yeah what you but it's do? it's i mean like down to the temperature i wanted it to be what was that like sub question what did he what, so he wanted he wanted it cool in here. Okay. But by the way, the way that I I don't know if you guys heard the opening announcements for the show. Yeah, I but I it. take a lot from Todd Glass because of that. Because yeah. Todd Glass likes to do his own announcements when he goes to the club. Yeah, he does. But um, he let me do my announcements because he heard. I, yeah, he let me do my announcements because he had heard them. And he's Game like, recognized. That's, that's all I would do it. Yeah. Exactly. Hit the points. Hit the bullets. So make them funny. He wants it cold. In the room, he said it should be cold because people laugh more and, and they don't get tired and they're awake. He's a right. Which He's I right. agree. Yeah. The music, uh, he had his own playlist that he wanted to play, which I, again, I completely respect. The music is because so Because he wants people to feel a certain way. Yes. Motown. Mm-hmm. He wants That's people to feel a certain way yeah. when they're in the club. He wants the environment to be the certain way, which this was the main thing that we talked about when Rory Scovel did our podcast. Because we talked about these weird Todd Glass house parties that he has. Oh yeah, and yeah. I saw him in in one of the videos that I watched, and the all, one that, all I uh, wanted to know. They in a or what is it? Uh, the modern comedian. Modern yes, modern comedian. comedian. Yeah. Because oh, that's all I wanted to know was uh, how a Todd Glass house party was. But Those the stuff that treats. he puts in, yeah, this, uh, this homemade ice cream sandwiches. Todd, Todd like, Glass's house smells so good. Of I bet. Uh, like, of course, it, it smells so good. So before he came out as gay, yeah. I just feel like you'd be like, he's definitely gay. With the attention that he know. puts into it. Yeah, I mean... With the like, attention that he puts into everything. By the time I went to his house, he was he was out. Uh, he's just... But he's just a... He's just that kind of guy. He smells amazing. <laughs> That's the thing that nobody talks about, Todd Glass, is he is the best-smelling comedian. Joe Other, Zimmerman. Joe Zimmerman is the best-smelling comedian. Like, uh, oh, Joe Zimmerman does smell good. He's, it's I, fresh fresh I don't know what it is. Fresh linen is what it smells Todd Glass, in his element, smells better. I bet. Wow. I, I can only yeah. imagine. Dracar. He makes his own cologne. I guarantee it. It's this fucking... I don't even know what it is. It's... It's... I don't... It's amazing. It's this is going to sound weird. The only... I've smelled... Two people. I forget that's who the second one was, but I know they were both gay. Yeah. And it was this. It was this cologne that was not invasive. I've told Todd this, by the way. He smells amazing. <laughs> so that's funny because so I don't know. I, we were yeah. all looking at it like you had Levi, never told Todd this. Yeah. Levi, um, 
he he's he used to actually be like the main main we, bouncer. We have some guy, great bouncers who's who also really strict right. about it. He was one of the guys that was like adamant about because he's a theater show. band. It's bouncer kind yeah. of guy, Best but he also gay smelled the worst. <laughs> Only because not it's not like a no, bo thing. No, no not a bad, bo thing. He, wore bad he just wore bad he, cologne uh, and bad perfume, and it was heart. horrible. Bless his heart. He wore the spicy stuff. Like I don't know if you guys ever spelled CK two. That's After CK1 was huge, I've owned enough CK1 to probably have dude, read my own CK2. CK2? Dude, the worst. She wore some swill, dude. Some bad stuff. Yeah, just some, some like. I'm a Burberry man. Yeah, Burberry's alright. Burberry's alright. I used to wear polo. I like polo. Armani fragrances. Polo. Kenneth Cole Black is the best. That's a good one. Really? That's I got the best one. Ian's got cologne in the bathroom at the crib, and I'm. It's all yours. I'm going to tell you right now. Is it because I you took, smoke weed? I took a spritz the other day. Oh, no, 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 no. I mean, we live in LA. You can fucking, you know. Also, the, the, it. Candle, like the candle it. game on this guy. You want to talk about this smelling candles? Really? Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, the candle, candle game, game? The candle candle game got stepped up hard last I mean, week. if we want to start getting into candles. <laughs> I would love to, actually. <laughs> so you start getting paid to buy nice candles. You're 100% right. What's the candle like right? good candles like 150 100 bucks a really I, good candle I, drop that money on them you, yeah. you say it if you want to say it is it for for the ladies or what no it's for me it's just for well, ladies just don't have mind. a good smelling crib i mean who doesn't want to come into the crib and just have it smell on point i have for a real. few different i have some reed diffusers right <laughs> when you walk in and i've got candles in every room mm -hmm. uh there's three companies that i go to for candles Diptyque, Diptyque, It's a French company. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's the fucking king shit. That's what it that's is. A, that's How much are you that's dropping on like a You're good, gonna, gonna spend seventy five on a candle that you can burn for thirty hours. That doesn't Honestly, seem like a long time. You to break not, it down like that, yeah. But if you're judicious about it, don't fall asleep with a candle on. Well, no, but thirty hours. You light a candle for a half hour, you're good for the day. That's gonna smell yeah. make the room smell mm -hmm. there. Diptyque is dope. Joe Malone. British company. Carl's no, brother. So the, you make shoes. The way that you're saying this. Joe Malone. <laughs> Diptyque French company. That's king shit. Joe Malone, also very good. Another thing about Joe Malone, also great reed diffusers. And what is a reed? Reed I don't know what that is. A reed diffuser is, is a, it's, a, it's kind of a jug of liquid. And you put reed, like thin reeds. They look oh, like sure, 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 sure. Ah. And the, uh, the oil travels up it. And, like, it, it's and then you flip them like, every, like every couple days, yeah. right? Yeah. Flip them over. Nice. Yeah, that's those. a rediffuser. Uh, so those are those are my two mm -hmm. favorite ones. And then uh, PF Candle Co., which is an LA local one, they're great. Uh, the smell doesn't fill the room as much. Well, you got that gutter punk living in your in your guest bedroom that oh, uses yeah. Yankee Sha candles. Sean just went. You use Yankee, <laughs> candles. Yankee candles. Sean just. I won't fuck with a Yankee candle <laughs> if you put a gun in my head. Sean just moved in though to the crib, and LA. you don't give him like a hey, welcome to the place. Here's a seventy five dollar candle. You can one hundred percent take one of the candles. Why are you using shitty candles? Because in dude's I, crib. I can still mess with the Yankee candle. He's got his own room. I do, do, and it smells like Yankee candles, and it passes most tests. It's okay. And do you guys have pets? No, no. Do you do your dishes regularly? Idea. Yeah, yeah, we got so you don't, so, so you don't use the candles to hide anything? No, just to... No, something, something happened in the fridge the other day. It did. Our right, fridge who knows, who knows what it was? we got to get a new fridge. Something happened in the fridge. The, the <laughs> I'm crib, buying, I'm getting, we're getting back Sunday. I'm, buying, I'm going to Best Buy. I'm buying the, a new fridge. The crib today. is on point. It is... You're going to buy a fridge at Best Buy? Yeah. Here you That's go. That's where it's at now. You yeah, want really? to hear me say something? Nicest place I've ever lived. I got a house. 34 years. You have a house in L.A.? Yeah. Why? How? 34 years. I, just, I rent it, but I rent a house. <laughs> I do get scared, though. I keep a baseball bat next to my bed. Does anybody else do that stupid shit? 
where you keep sporting goods next to your bed? What are, what are we gonna do? What the fuck are any of us gonna do? If someone is brazen and desperate enough to break into my home at three in the morning and I confront them with a baseball bat, all I'm doing is saying, here, beat me to death with this baseball bat. I don't know if you brought your own murder weapon. Ian Carmel took care of it for you. Do you have a car? Yeah. What kind of car do you drive? I got a Toyota Prius. Oh, smart. Yeah, very smart. Yeah. Do you I got a 2003 Buick Oh, those Tesla 3s are dope. <laughs> Get a Tesla. He says I can't, I'm gonna buy, he says I want to buy mom a $40,000. Oh, nice. He says nice. have a uh, consumer model in seven years now? Really? They yeah. said, but it dri I just watched a video of it. Those Tesla 3s can drive themselves as long as you're not uh, changing roads, if you're also, on the same road. You know who rocks you know, the Tesla? It's Reggie Watts, our band leader. No right? shit, Reggie yeah, Watts? Yeah, yeah, big Tesla really? guy. I've wanted to see nice. him live for so long. He's trying to have Reggie him. The It'll best. change the game, dude. He's Back to best. Cologne real quick. You know my favorite <laughs> <in> Cologne? <laughs> huh. Elon Musk. That's my favorite. Fuck you! <laughs> <laughs> That's the worst thing I've ever heard about. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure you've heard worse. I, I successfully it. landed the, uh, the the craft on it. Oh, is it a... Uh, was a carrier? That's what they've been trying to yeah, do. Yeah, yeah, the Mars. So, uh, so it's happening. They're like making some progress with it. They've landed it. Yeah. yeah. Are we still talking about Elon Musk? So apparently, the most expensive part about sending a uh, space shuttle into space is the cost of losing it when it comes back into. Yeah. Like, they just let it go. So he's reusing like space shuttles. So they'll send one out, but it'll come back in one piece. Is there a restroom in this green room? It's just right it's around the corner. Keep talking. Keep talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, talking. we'll do it without no, no. the headliner. Yeah, yeah, that's okay. Yeah, that's God damn it. So wait, well, so while Ian's gone, and I feel like this is going for so long. Yeah, how long this has it been? is all great. Yeah. How long has it been? I really like 45, it. 45, 50, 50, 50 minutes. Burning through. It's it, fun. Yeah, this is good. This is a good stuff. So your your um your decision to move to LA. Yeah. What what is that decision? Because I just I have a feeling that as somebody that was in the comedy industry and went to LA and also saw the comedy industry, mm -hmm. to move to LA when you're fighting for stage time with people like Mark Marin and, and people like this, Nick Kroll and Dimitri Martin, and just people that pop in because you have to try your material out somewhere mm -hmm. to fight for stage time, that has to be so difficult and very scary. Yeah, it's scary. I mean, the, the whole reason I moved, I wanted to stay in Portland as long as I could, but Ian left. Ian's he's my, my best friend in the world. You know, so No shit, like, Ian is? Yeah, I mean, you know. That's, I, I, I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, we're you're, we're fantastic, amazing friends, and so I've missed him. Like he lived in L.A., I lived in Portland. I was like, I wanted to be down there, but I didn't have a reason like Funch or Ian did. But at the same time, it's like, you just gotta go. I know you I have know to make people. I've done stand up enough. I've been doing it long enough. I have enough friends to where it's like I've only been down there a couple of weeks, and it's it's going. It'll it'll go well. It'll it'll work out. Do you hate the people in L.A.? I love it in L.A. Do you really? Oh, in LA, Not so a lot of people say that. I, I mean, I feel like it's you inherently to... good and bad people everywhere you go, so you hang out with your crew. Yeah, sure, you have to move into the right circumstance. Like, look at what I did. I moved in uh, right with your best Ian's friend. house, so it's like we live together, and I've been... You don't realize, but so many people, everybody lives in L.A. or New York. Like, all these yeah. people that, like, if I were in Portland, I'd be like, oh, shit, Kyle's in town. And then I go to L.A., and it's like, Oh, you live here. We can just chill and watch a movie, and then go across the street to the bar. Like it's, it's fun. It's Have like, you just watched a movie with Kalkanen? 
We watched Nightcrawler the other day. No, no. Did you? Mm -hmm. That's uh, that's what's going to be my next question. Who did? What movie did you watch? It was fantastic. Kyle Jake Shane Gyllenhaal. Torres and myself watched Shane Nightcrawler. Torres. Shane Torres. Oh, yeah, he just got Conan, didn't he? Me, he told me to say hello. Yes, no, he, we like yes. him. He's great. He Everybody from Portland gets Art. Conan except for me. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he did good for him. Well, your yeah, best friend here he could probably fantastic. get that for you because he can do whatever he wants to on Conan, obviously. I'll get it on my own. Oh yeah, my experimental set will be Sean Conan doing stuff. At the same time. Tell you what, JP, I'm really really going to flip it on its ear. Nah, now gonna that you're fucking finally in L.A., it's going to yeah. happen. Yeah. So Who do you live? Do you live next to anybody? Like, do you live in the same building as some comics? No, it's a house. Uh, oh, yeah, duh. Who else lives in Glendale? You live next to a grocery store named Ralph's. Ralph's? St. No. Cow Chicken. Oh, St. Cow Chicken. Taco Bell right around the crib. Yeah. You love Taco Bell. You got a Taco Bell joke? Yeah, I do love Taco Bell. Taco Not as much as Sean loves Taco best. Bell. It's the best. So I'm single... Fuck you, fuck you. <laughs> who said we know? Stand your bold ass up. Who's the person who said we know? Let's see this show pony who thinks she's better than Ian Carmel. You probably are, by the way. I'm an awful mess. You're scared now. Oh, there she is covering her face. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, come on up, come on up, come on up. No? No! Oh! Oh, Night at the Improv is over. Night at the Improv is over. You would be astonished at the girls I'd trick into sleeping with me. <laughs> astonished. I didn't even have a good penis on top of it all. It's fine. It's a fine penis. It's not great. Also, I'm big, so it looks smaller. You know, it looks smaller like on my frame. And I take it off and they're like, oh, is that it? I'm like, all right. They're like. It's a nice painting in a very big frame. Like, that's kind of... Like, you're how old now? 31. 31. So, what's Ian Carmel doing when he's 50 years old? <sighs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Great fucking Ooh. question. Mike! You like that? Raising a 21-year-old somehow. <laughs> <laughs> Stepdad. Uh, what's ideal situation? Yeah. I would like to be uh, living half the year in Portland, Oregon. Mm -hmm. And half the year in Los Angeles. Uh, the thing I would love to do, the thing I would love to do more than anything is, is to host a panel show like Chelsea Lately. It would, I think it would be so much fun. That's what I really want to do. Uh, how many times were you on Chelsea Lately? I was, I wrote for, I wrote for it. I didn't know you wrote Yeah, that. I was a writer on the, on the last like year or so of the show. You were in the panel like 10 times. 10, I was there once times, a week. Right? Yeah, once a week. So Not as much as Joe Coy, but okay. Respectful. Yeah, Joe Coy, Joe Coy is like deep in the game. But I was on. I probably did. I was probably on fifty times between wow. panel and sketches. That's a lot. Yeah. Um, but I would love to do that. I think that comedy format works. I think I it agree. works. I think like a host who's funny. You do a short monologue. Doesn't even have to be a monologue traditionally. You just do a short piece of comedy up front with a host, and then you go to the panel format. And, and you let comedians be funny. I mean, it's a televised podcast. Like, it's weird to even say that. Yeah. But it's like, that is, you. it's always been the other way around. But that is a televised podcast. Podcasting is fantastic. Why not put a face to it? Like, I want to do, I want to do like a younger, I want to do like a slightly younger version of that. I would love, I would in in a weird way, I would love to have Chelsea Handler's trajectory. Yeah. I would love, I would love to do like that kind of show. But about the stuff I'm interested in. I would love to do that Basketball. kind of show. Basketball. Music, food, 
travel, movies, pop culture, oh, you know. Everyone's into it. It's stuff that everyone's into. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, skateboarding. all that stuff, but like skateboarding. 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 Don't but like, skateboarding. Burnside. Burnside uh, Skate Park, yeah. Like a, like a slightly, <laughs> a slightly <laughs> younger game. <laughs> Just Skate Park in Portland. Uh, nice to be a thrasher. Right under the Burnside Bridge. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Fucking So you're hoping to have one of the, like, that's your thing. I would really love to do that. In my experience, the industry is hesitant to launch another one of those things. I don't know why, because it's they so always cheap. Work. It's always so work. cheap and it works. Uh, Most but in all due work. respect, uh, people like chubby guys. People do like chubby guys. I know this. Yeah. I know <laughs> I'm, this. I'm even chubbier. And but like, I know this. But you know exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. so I feel like that could work. I like you both. I like, thank you. Just the way you are. I would, yeah, doing a sitcom would be fun. You know, doing your own show, all that stuff would be fun. But so I, TV I, I like being myself. You want to host a show? I would love to write some books and do a TV show. What would you show. write a book on? Oh, your God. life? I've want, no, 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 I'm not that interesting. Uh, candles. I <laughs> wanted to write one. Uh, I write, I've written a column for the last four years what? in the Portland Mercury, like a weekly column, which is fucking Remember crazy. Remember that paper? Yeah, the Portland Mercury, yeah. So now I have like more than 200 of them, mm-hmm. which is nuts. Uh, is, I don't even know. The shit that... It's crazy. The first time that Ron was on Conan, we... Everybody flipped out, as we punches? should. Punches? Yeah. Oh, the first sure. time Punches yeah. on Conan. But now you just look at all the stuff that everybody... That you guys do. Like, when you're first... When you're calling... I used to read it every week, and now I just forget that it's even there. Because yeah. it's always there. And it's wow. just a staple. And all the times you're on Chelsea, like, all the stuff. You're just... You're just doing you just so forget well, about it. Yeah, you're just that's doing so well. that's a good hey, sign. Don't forget though. about it. It's not. It's not like I'm trying to say I forget about it, but it's just there's so much of it. You're doing so it's well. An that, that I'm yeah, like, man, I just want to go skate instead. You know. I wanna... <laughs> <laughs> there's an incredible skate park. Are you a skater? No. Uh, that's yeah. he brought a backpack and a skateboard. There's an mm-hmm. amazing skate park in Wisconsin Dells, about 45 minutes from here. There's actually there's several. Just, there's several in town. We could go to Noah's Ark if it wasn't freezing. They just built a new one by Stu's house. There's a new skate park about. Uh, I'd say about a mile away from here. Oh, wow. Brand new one. I'll have Maybe you talk to bartenders too. freezing out. I'll go. No, it's supposed to, I think it's supposed to, it's supposed to be really windy tomorrow and cold, but I think Saturday it's supposed to be in like the 50s, oh, which is summertime here. I'll go yeah. sit there and read a book while you skateboard. Sure. Yeah, what sure. book are you reading right now? I'm not. Okay. I'll buy a book. Uh, yeah, here's, <laughs> by the way, I don't know if you're right around the same age as I am. How yeah. much, on a scale of one to ten, how much do you enjoy The Princess Bride? I love The Princess Bride. Did you read the book <laughs> well, As well, You Wish? Well. No, I never read the book. By Carrie Ellis? No. It's one of the best books I've ever I've ever read. <laughs> really? It's so great. Because they have uh, captions from all of... So it's uh, through Carrie Ellis' perspective of all these stories. <clears throat> yeah. But then they have like Mandy Patinkin and they've got uh, Ron Howard and they've got all of them like their own little... It's really hard to explain. But when Ben Bailey was here doing comedy one week, he's, yeah. he really loves Princess Bride. And we got in this conversation, and I had just finished the book. And then he had left, and two days later, he sent me a picture of himself with the book. With the book? It's, mm-hmm. You have to have the movie on hand, though, because I stopped you want to four it? different times to watch the movie. But the, the, the stories that you realize and the, and the behind-the-scenes stuff yeah. about how that movie should never have been made and somehow it came out perfect, uh, is ridiculous. Such but you have to read book. that. I'll bring you that book. I would read that book. And I will give it to you, and you can keep it, and then the next time you come back, you can give it back to me. I right? love it. I'll do that. Deal. That's how books should work. Yeah. I, I agree. It. Like a library. Like somewhere where you could like rent out a book, and then you could just bring it back. I read like six, Smart. seven books a year. That's like, yeah, I, don't read a lot. I, I should read more. Name dropping! Yeah!
Okay, last, uh, we'll close out the podcast oh, yeah. um, with one of our favorite segments called um, Name Dropping. Uh, it's pretty easy. Who is the most famous person in your cell phone? And the story behind how you got the number. Because, my it. God, there have been some great stories out of this. I'll tell you what. As soon as we shut these off, I'll give you a great one. Deal. But what? You can't, you can't talk about it on the mic? No, I can't. I can't. That's, that'd be crazy. Who is it? What? No. Nah. Come on. No. Nah. Really? No. Nah. No, well, I mean, I've been so built up. Come on. No. Well, no, no, yeah, that's no, fine. We'll do it afterwards. Not. Who's but the most Ian, famous gotta... person you can mention? Uh, Jerry O'Connell's in there. What? Yeah. Really? Really? <laughs> Jerry O'Connell? Robin? From Doug Loves Movies? Is that why? <laughs> yeah, we did. You uh, did Doug did... Loves Movies with Jerry O'Connell? Every time. So I've done Doug Loves Movies probably 20 times, and every time. He loves Madison. He does it, uh, yeah. well, he hasn't I'm done it in a while, but. Oh, there you go. He's he usually does it like four times a year here. It's great. We just did one on um, we did one on Tuesday at in LA. On a but Tuesday. so like he on a Tuesday he'll have me on and I'll do it with these people where I'm like I got no business up here. One time it was Patton Oswalt, Horatio Sands, and Scott Ackerman, and I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? Up here? <laughs> and so this guy. We did it. It was in New York, and it was Pete Davidson and Jerry O'Connell and myself and Doug. And again, I was sitting there. Jerry like, O'Connor, it's just like a. Yeah. He doesn't not. And he ass. never, I think he kind of holds it back from me to like, <laughs> so I get stoked when I get there, because he'll know I'll be stoked if I see Jerry O'Connell. And I walked in and it was Jerry O'Connell. And after after the show, we were just kind of bullshitting. He's like, hey, Jerry O'Connell goes, my wife lives in Portland right now. She's, and I'm like, that's, it's Rebecca Romain. You can say, come on. Say He's it. married to uh, Rebecca Romain. That's what he married her. Oh my God. She was she was on a show in Portland. And uh, Doug's like, why don't you guys follow each other on Twitter or something? And Jerry's like, well, here, give me your phone. He just put his number in there. And then, you know, I was like, well, tight. I got your phone number. And then he got to Portland and sent me a picture. And he's like, I'm in Portland, dude. Hit me up. And I never so he's like a real person? Aww. Did you hit him up? He seems I, like I, I was gone. I was gone for like three weeks. And I, when I got back, I think it was, was just kind of like. Burn from Stand By Me? Yeah. That's right. Yeah. And he was also. Can't um, hardly wait. He, he, was, the... he was Kush and Jerry Maguire. Oh, yeah. that's right. Fucking uh, Jerry O'Connell. What was it? Kush, uh, something Kush, but yeah, he was the running back. Anyway, that's Tom Katz. That's my Anthony. Yeah, I'm Anthony waiting for somebody I mean, to say uh, I forgot his name, so it doesn't matter. We'll cut that out. Of uh, Chelsea Handler. Well, yeah, she's a beast, man. Uh, James Corden. I mean, though, but there's no interesting stories there. I just want. I, I want like, and it doesn't even have to be like if people well, listening going, whoa, but like. You want like an interesting one? I want an, oh, yes. Can we say to, a number is wonderful, but like, or, or else maybe even meeting someone that was like. There was, who was it? Barry Rothbard had Leonardo DiCaprio's email address. Also, oh, that's he pretty also, good. He, he also had uh, Ron Howard's phone number, too. Yeah. Which is the I funniest have, story in the world. I have John Hamm's email address. No shit. Because. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. That's so Daniel sick. Kellison. Who used to work for Kimmel, and now is the dude who runs Jash, mm-hmm. sent out a holiday email this year, uh, you know, like, because uh, he wanted, because I, I wrote some stuff for Jash, and like, he wanted to send us a Christmas gift, and he, but he didn't blind CC everybody. Right. He, the same story, <laughs> yeah. CC'd everybody. <laughs> so like, John Hamm was on the, all these fucking famous people were on there too, Sarah Silverman, all these people. Wow. I didn't write it down, right, but it's but you, in my computer. Because you're a gentleman. Because I'm a gentleman. You made sure you saved it. Uh, I got Aisha Tyler's itinerary for her tour one time yeah. from, a, from a management company, and then he hits me and he's like, you need to delete that and send me a screenshot of you having deleted it. What? <laughs> what a dick. And Aisha I, Tyler didn't I did. like that. I did. I mean, I did delete Aisha it. Aisha so. Tyler's big, but she's not like, you not need to delete good. this yeah. big. Like, you wow. leak and no one's going to show All right, phone, phone number. Uh, so- Interesting one. Oh, 
the porn star Sovereign Saya. There you go. Gonna look yeah. her up tonight. There you go. <laughs> I've heard the story. Story. Not no real story. We just like uh, talked on talked on social media, and then she's great. She's cool. She's just super funny and cool. I feel like some of them are have to be awesome people. They have just but odds. Just the odds. They're. Yeah. I think it's just a, a microcosm of uh, civilization in general. In fact, sex workers, for the most part, are way cooler and down to earth than most of the other people. In Portland, yeah. it's very uh, lots of strippers, and really, and yeah. wait, in Portland, yeah, yeah, yeah. Why are you surprised? Are oh, you feigning surprise? I've never, I've, oh, no, 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 I've never thinking. been to Portland. I thought you were just kidding. Uh, yeah. Oh, Jesus! It has the then most, it has the most strip clubs per run. capita than any other city in the U.S. And a lot of, not all of them, but a lot of the strip clubs are sort of. More uh, a higher rate of depression in well, Portland. Also, I feel like Portland is such a great city. It is. Good Why do you need? So they're like, fuck it, let's go. There's a more positive sexual it. attitude. A yeah. lot of the clubs are more like run Strippers by the women. Looked down on in, in Portland. It doesn't seem. Yeah. Uh, I have a bunch of friends who are strippers. I dated a stripper. One of my exes. Oh, how did that? Well, obviously, it didn't go great. Well, it didn't end perfectly, but we're still friends. What, like, ends, what ends perfectly? Though, nothing yeah. does. Nothing does. Yeah. Um, <laughs> nothing does nothing. nothing does but a lot of them are, so enjoy your life a lot of them are funny you know they go like even like a, like a stripper or like a porn star like they go shtup for a few hours a day but then they I don't know like, what that means fuck okay sure Yiddish uh, <laughs> but then they have the rest of the day to pursue whatever else interests them and like that sovereign side she just is that's almost like comedy. a comedian basically it really is that's yeah. funny sure uh, who uh, who else I, don't, yeah, I, don't I got know. I got nothing else in here those are good I mean they have Chelsea Handler that's a pretty big yeah that's huge Chelsea's good, and we stay in touch. Chelsea, let me say this. Yes, great tits. The most take that out. Beautiful tits. She would, I think, she'd be into that. She has beautiful breasts, <laughs> but she is the most generous person. Wow. Hey, two th- two things. First, let me say this. Nobody has put nobody's put more stand-up comedians on television right than, than Chelsea, her for sure. Sure. And turn more people into headliners, and she does not get enough credit for that. You're right. She no, su- no one's she brought super that doesn't. Because we have like, a lot of people on the show. Especially in the comedy that. community, like she doesn't get the credit she deserves. She loves comedy, and she puts so many of us on TV. And her writers' room was almost exclusively stand-up comedians. <sighs> that would be so fun. Oh, almost exclusive. It was like me and Fortune Feimster, Jen Kirkman, Chris Frangiola. You know, before I got there, Josh Wolf was in there. Like it's just I've amazing. I've been saying Fortune's last name wrong forever. Yeah, Fortune Famester. Uh and the other thing is she's the most generous person I can imagine. In like, that she puts herself out of her way to help. She gives just like money wise. She it's crazy. Really? She pays really? it she pays it forward. I she mean, pays it forward. She's, but she's also super incredibly rich. She's very rich from the books and then her show itself. But like the first year I was there, on my birthday, I'd been working there for like three weeks. It was my birthday. I got $500 in an envelope from nice. her. Happy birthday. You got to be kidding cash. me. Cash. Fuck. Cash Chris- money. Straight Christmas. <laughs> Christmas, we got an actual present, which was like a stereo system kind of thing. Like, uh, And then on top of that, another envelope, two grand. Nice. Cash. Like fucking, that's so... Why can't everybody be she her just, and Bill Murray? Like, why can't everybody be like? She just wanted to pay it forward. That's not even the half of it. Here's the half of it. I opened for her on the road, uh, and she let all the writers do it. All the writers who were stand-ups, we all opened for her in a few different spots, right? That's so private jets to every gig, and you oh, got to ride dope. with her. You didn't have to get yourself there. You got that's to ride with cool. her. I feel Six, like you arrived when you're in a private jet. Six thousand dollars a set. 
Oh my gosh. Nope, I guarantee to you this. Per no show? Way. Per show. That's dope. If you did... Doing some, 20 minutes, basically? We did doing 15. We did <laughs> two shows in San Francisco. I made $12,000 opening for, for, for shows. For half an hour work. These are shows that she doesn't need... You she doesn't do need it. an opener. She could no. have she could have a radio DJ come on and be like, "All right, Chelsea Handler," and then and, and then she walks out. That that's changed my opinion. She is. There's there's, I th I, th I feel like her general approval rating's pretty high. You know, it's above fifty, but like it's way lower than it should be. She is so fucking generous and so sweet, and like cares about people, knows people's names. Remembers things about that is them. so huge. The knowing people's names thing. It's yeah. huge. It's so huge. My grandma yells at me constantly. Yeah. Well, I'm bad. At, I'm very I'm bad horrible. at it. She's amazing at it. Chelsea Handler is one of the best people in comedy, both for what she does for us and how she compensates us when we work with her. Well, she cool. there's almost nobody better. Fucking Chelsea Handler, dude. What a great way to end the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fucking Chelsea. We'll send that on a joke. You know personal trainers, or just those guys in general who have too many muscles, like it looks like it's kind of fucking their life up a little bit. <laughs> they walk weird, they all walk weird, they all walk like they're covered in sleeping honeybees that they're trying not to wake up, right? <laughs> they're all way too stoked for how early in the morning you're there, right? <laughs> Too much energy, it's weird. You're like at the gym at like six in the morning, right? And they're like, Mr. Carmel, good to see you, brother. Rise and grind, dude. Rise and grind, dude. Rise and grind, dude. Hell yeah. Shall we go over your fitness goals? Shall I? Shall I go over your fitness goals, dude? What do you want to do today? What do you want to do? You want to you you get ripped or cut, dude? Which is it? You want to get ripped or cut? Do you want to get built or swole, dude? You want to get built or swole? Do you want to get ripped or cut or built or swole, dude? You want to get shredded? You want to get shredded, dude? You want to get ripped or cut or built or swole or shredded, dude? You want to get amped? You want to get amped, brother? You want to get ripped, cut, built, swole, shredded, or amped, dude? You want to get yoked? If you want to get yoked, you got to tell me now, dude. Just like, I just want to play the fat best friend in a rom-com. Whichever workout that is.